This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. From the offseason, the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. Right. All right. Now, obviously, the real reason they beat the Commanders, or, you know, we can talk about offense all we want. They only scored 14 points. The defense, for the second straight week, this defense was flat out bowling. I would argue three out of the four weeks, people seem to forget the defense played awesome versus Seattle. It was Daniel Jones that couldn't get out of his own way, um, kind of creating his own mess and, and battered and stuff. But three out of four weeks, they even had the turnovers versus Miami, but they couldn't play with that speed. Uh, there are guys up and down this defense that as a fan, I'm starting to fall in love with. What do you uh, you know, attribute the biggest turnaround for this defense being? Yeah, look, I, I, De, the Deontay Banks has really come on. I think that, you know. Doesn't look like a rookie corner right now. No, I mean, and he's going to have hiccups, but um, we all knew that. But he's got the confidence and the, I guess, maybe forgetfulness would be the right word, to move past bad plays and to continue to play confident. And let's see. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how they match him up with Garrett Wilson on Sunday. It, you know, a couple really confident young players. Uh, in Wilson and Banks. And so, yeah, I think that's been part of it. Um, the fact that on Sunday, their offense let them play with a lead so they could go after a, a guy who had been really vulnerable and Sam Howell to sacks. And they they made the most of that opportunity, of course. And so, yeah, I think that's that's been a big part of it. Um, they, they Like you said, it's been over their, – their quiet kind of defensive progression here has been overshadowed by the fact that they've been losing. Right. Um, you mentioned all the bright spots they had against Seattle and Miami, and then they played great against Buffalo and they carried that forward and talking to Xavier McKinney after the game on Sunday, he mentioned, look, we, we, we go out as a defense and we say, we're going to try to beat the other team's defense, which isn't something you hear a lot of defensive players say, you know, cause I was asking him, I was like, yeah, the jets have a great defense and they like to talk a lot about how great they think they are. And he's like, well, we'll see. You know, I know they're not playing the Jets defense per se, but that's not how they view it. They look at it like they are going to have to win a rock fight like they did on Sunday. And I think that's where, where this game probably will go, low scoring game. Yeah, and look, I, I know I could have big blue goggles and glasses on, but I'm very critical of the Giants often. I, I see the town on the Jet defense. And the way the Giant defense is coming along, I mean, they got some names too. Like, I, I don't think the gap can be that crazy as long as Wings getting after it, especially if Deontay Banks is developing. Now, Dory Jackson misses the last game. I don't know where he stands at health. We're taping this on a Tuesday. Obviously, we're going to know more on Wednesday, Thursday for a lot of these guys. Um, but do you think the Giants view Deontay Banks as their number one corner now, not necessarily a Dory? Well, certainly for the future. Yeah, I mean, and Adoree Jackson has not played that well this year, and part right. of that is, the slot like, stuff. And yeah, he the was slot stuff. Pushed. But I mean, really, he he has played a significant amount of outside corner snaps. Um, I, would they trade him? I mean, the problem is like he hasn't played that well. He's dealing with the neck, so I don't know what he'd be. You know, if team would trade for him, he's got an eleven million dollars salary. Team would have to pay about half that. So 
I mean, clearly he's not going to be with a team next year, Adoree Jackson. I mean, they drafted Deontay Banks to be their number one corner going forward. Now, if you right. can take that role and seize it right now, I think they'd be thrilled because that's how they certainly yeah. view him for the future. And uh, one of my guys was becoming a favorite. I was so disappointed with his camp, as was everybody. It feels like Cordell Flott is coming along as a nickel corner here. He makes a play seemingly in every game. Now, it doesn't mean he's having a picture-perfect game, but there's at least one play game where I'm like, damn, that's a great breakup by Cordell Flott. And I know that, again, that's a high investment on Joe Shane's first draft. People seem to forget he was a third-round pick there as well. That's another one of these young corners that I think has been a part of this because, again, when they're playing a Dory in the slot to start the year and Hawkins on the outside, now they've done this transition. It feels like that's helped a lot, too, having Flott be a little more reliable in the slot. For sure, and it lets them play Jackson on the outside, which is where he belongs. Flock can play either spot, but they really did draft him in the third round to be the guy who could replace Darnay Holmes, who you know hasn't quite frankly played that well throughout his career. Right. Fourth round pick, but they you know they drafted Aaron Robinson the next year, and Aaron Robinson just hasn't been able to get in the field. Then they tried where to- is he, Darrell? We haven't heard any update on it. When I was at camp, he was yeah. at least running on the side. Where is he? Yeah, I mean, still on IR and still recovering. I think he had surgery in November, so it's just been a slow process for him. Clearly, they've moved on from him, and they finally perhaps feel like they have a guy in Flot who can be their reliable slot guy. And also, if they have an injury on the outside, he can maybe step into that role. He did do a little of that last year. So um, maybe I think now going forward after this year, they got to figure out, okay, they're going to have to have another outside corner. Will it be Flot? And then they – put somebody else in the slot or how do they handle that? Because Jackson will be gone. Banks will be the number one. Unless Flop Hawkins does develop though, Daryl, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't loved Hawkins, but again, he's a six round yeah. rookie. So they need to see more from him. A hundred percent. Um, all right, real quickly, one more in the defense that I have this clearly, we see the pass rush coming along. Dex absolutely eight. Um, Kayvon, you know, look, he's hit or miss on some of these plays, but you look up, he's top 10 sacks in the league right now. So you, you know, you ask him to get up to the quarterback, he gets to the quarterback. Uh, Micah McFadden, is this a case of like, hey, he's the workmanlike guy we all fall in love with, or do they really have something here? Because he has just become a tackling machine at inside linebacker. And I know, you know, he's inside linebacker too. Okereke is the star there, and he's making a ton of plays too. But it kind of feels like Micah McFadden, this is going beyond like really cool story where he tackled a bunch of 49ers too. This dude could play. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think he can. I mean, he is a classic case of a guy who – really did not play well as a rookie and looked lost at times, especially in coverage and has managed to settle down and take the next step in year two, having a, you know, an off season in the system, as opposed to getting thrown in right after the draft. Now he wasn't ready to play last year by his own admission. And I think, you know, the extra experience here, he's blown past Darian Beavers in camp and yeah. he sees that job. I mean, and think about that. Think about that. It was beat. It was supposed to be Beavers right. off the ACL. Everybody was going to be in love yeah. with uh, McFadden wasn't good. I mean, he, he looks more than just like a Tay Crowder plug and play. Like, this looks like a foundational inside linebacker for this team. Sure, absolutely. And it's not necessarily going to be an every down role, uh, but what he does is, is so valuable um, in terms of being able, especially to stop the run, which is, you know, you look at all the games the Giants lost last year, especially, especially the Eagles. They couldn't stop the run to save their lives. And they got destroyed against the run. They were a terrible run defensive team last year. And the fact that they have this guy who in early downs can play steadily is, is enormously impactful.